Welcome back to Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. I'm personal financial planner, columnist, and financial therapist, Rick Kaler. Research tells us that 90% of all financial decisions are made emotionally, not logically. For nearly four decades, I've been helping people make better money decisions. So what makes my financial worldview different from most financial experts? I blend the nuts and bolts of financial advice with the emotions that drive making them. Good money decisions are not just about the money. So let's get started with today's episode. Welcome back to another edition of Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. And I I want to talk about something today that I think is really important. It's going to set us up for some future discussions. But I think having this knowledge that we're going to talk about today will be very, very helpful. And and we're going to basically talk about recovering from really deeply distressing or disturbing financial experiences. So let me ask you this. In, In your life, have you ever just been in shock over something or really been upset, had some type of upheaval in your life or distress, chronic or, you know, ongoing stress that just didn't let up. Same with the pain, you know, maybe emotional or physical pain, uh, been anguished or just suffered, uh, been in agony, misery, really had deep sorrow or grief, maybe heartache or heartbreak. They've been disturbed or deeply worried. Or, or had a lot of anxiety, maybe suffered uh, damage or been hurt, been wounded, been really deeply confused. Have you, have you ever experienced any of that? Well, <laughs> if the answer was no, you can uh, go ahead and go about your day and do something else right now. I think all of us can relate to something in our life that would fall into the that category. Here's the interesting thing. Everything, all those words that I just used are synonyms of trauma. Now, what's a synonym? A synonym is a word or a phrase that means exactly or nearly the same as another word or phrase. For example, shut is a synonym of close. They really mean one of the things. So when I talked about shock and upheaval and sorrow and heartbreak and being disturbed, anxiety, wounded, all of these are synonyms of trauma. Now, I say that to say this. When I first um, started really uh, taking a look at myself and going deeper into to myself a lot of self-development, I started hearing the word trauma thrown around. And uh, it's, a, it's a very normal word in the mental health field. And I was always kind of struck by that word because to me, trauma was physical trauma. Okay? And Physical trauma is some type of exposure to um, some type of physical violence or where you really 
feel your life is being threatened or a serious physical injury, car accident, maybe a really serious illness, sexual violence, sexual abuse, or maybe uh, like physical abuse, suffered in, in many ways, or actually witnessing somebody who uh, had this happening to them while it was, was happening. That, to me, was trauma. I mean, um, and in some regards, I'm trying to think about my life, I, I'm sure I've had some type of physical trauma, but I've, um, in many regards, I haven't had a lot of physical trauma in my life. I've had some, now that I think about it. But not a lot. But that was trauma. I mean, trauma was a really, really big deal. A big event. An event probably that would be very hard to forget. So in mental health, and as I started doing my own therapy and and being in 12-step groups and things like this, there's a term that was thrown around a lot. And it was called emotional trauma. I didn't respond well. This idea of what? Emotional trauma? I mean, give me a break. What, you know, again, trauma was physical. How can trauma be emotional? So I really thought in terms of like, you know, kind of a get a grip. Emotional trauma, come on. Now, obviously, I wasn't extremely aware back in those days. I was in a lot of, uh, hmm, well, I just wasn't very aware. Because emotional trauma is probably more common than physical trauma. And emotional trauma is where a person experiences really upsetting or disturbing uh, life events. It can be one big life event. I would almost say, for example, about most divorce divorces are emotionally traumatic. Uh, so it can be a, a big event like that, or it can be a series of smaller, less intense events. So that, that's another a nuance of trauma is trauma does not have to be one big, huge, impactful event. It can be a series of smaller events uh, when viewed as a one-off would not necessarily be traumatic, but when they happen over and over and over and over and over again can be very, very traumatic. This is called complex trauma. So the fact is that emotional trauma can be just as damaging as physical trauma. Even though physical trauma can be much more visible than emotional trauma, it can be just as damaging. And I've had many therapists and psychologists tell me in many cases that can be even more damaging. So I really want to 
normalize this idea of trauma. All of us have experienced it. All of us have had these episodes in our life. Nobody really escapes trauma, whether it's physical or emotional. So it's a word that I'm going to use as I talk about uh, financial therapy. And I, I really want to lay the base of what it is. So we have financial trauma. And I heard someone say that financial trauma can really be boiled down to some, something just as simple as when expenses outweigh income for an extended period of time. Now, <laughs> that's a definition of financial trauma. So, for example, let's use some of these synonyms that we've just gone through and apply that financially. So, have you ever had a sudden economic shock or financial upset, an upheaval, or been in financial distress? Have you ever been fired from a job? How about chronic financial stress or strain? Or you, you were raised in a family where expenses were always greater month after month after month uh, than the income or any type of pain or anguish caused by money or economic suffering, agonizing over finances, you know, being miserable around money or a financial state, having uh, sorrow or grief or heartache involving a financial decision that uh, you had to make or someone else made that affected you. Uh, if you're an employer, how about heartbreak over firing a worker or any type of ongoing financial disturbance? How about financial behaviors that were really disordered or dysfunctional? or uh, just chronic worry or anxiety around money, feeling financially burdened, uh, financial hardships, the injury that came from uh, financial issues or damage or hurt that came around money, uh, maybe financial wounding growing up, which can take all sorts of forms of things, or just an ongoing financial fog and confusion. Okay, all of these are synonyms that describe trauma, and in this case, financial trauma. So, again, trauma is simply a deeply distressing or disturbing fin financial experience. Financial trauma is. So, hopefully, that really helps open up uh, some of... Um, your understanding and maybe helps broaden your definition of trauma. And the opposite of trauma is healing. So when we talk about financial therapy, I think a very simple version of financial th therapy is healing from financial traumas. So recovering from any type of trauma, and I, I found this interesting because when you think of it of trauma, there's probably three areas that could use healing from a trauma. 
Obviously, if it's a financial trauma, financial healing, right? Being made whole financially. If the trauma is physical or emotional, there's a the body needs to heal from the trauma and the psyche needs to heal emotionally. And physical trauma, quite frankly, could involve healing in all of those areas. Not only physically, but financially. Money touches everything that we do, right? And emotionally. Here's a really interesting thing. All of those are components of well-being. When we think of well-being, we think of what? Financial, emotional, and physical well-being. So the opposite of not being well or whole or having well-being is probably being in a, in a state of trauma. So hopefully that's really helpful to you. So what are some signs? And I, I think we'll deal with, um, say, signs of emotional trauma. And then I'll hit some signs of financial trauma. But uh, signs of emotional trauma can be really intrusive thoughts. A lot of people who are traumatized find themselves thinking about the traumatic event that will come somewhere out of nowhere and usually pretty regular. Now, this is true of financial trauma, whether it's a, a bankruptcy or losing a job. Anything like this can pop up. And also, trauma, especially like childhood financial trauma, just uh, affects us. And oftentimes those memories are just below the surface that happen in childhood around money. Sometimes, obviously not. People who uh, carry around a lot of emotional trauma also will have mood swings that can go from being really happy to um, just flying into a rage or becoming really depressed. And it often can happen on a dime. Emotional trauma and financial trauma can have changes in eating habits, but definitely in spending habits for financial trauma, sleeping habits. Just anytime you tend to be eating more, spending more, sleeping more than usual, that can be a sign of potential trauma. And so it's just not un unusual to have a really hard time focusing focusing in school, focusing at work, focusing in conversations, because the mind is always thinking about this traumatic event over and over. Some other signs are like insomnia, a lot of nervous energy, just hating where you are, hating your surroundings, lots of negative self-talk. Our inner critics are just always berating us and beating us up. Sometimes there's the sense of uh, life is going to end soon. A sense that, you know, bad things are just inevitable. Bad things just are, are going to, to happen to me. And there's a lack of joy from doing things that maybe once brought us a lot of joy. We begin to experience a distance from people close to us. And in the, the case of financial trauma, you can just be afraid that every time the 
phone rings or you get an email or something, it's probably going to be from uh, a creditor or somebody you owe money to or announcing some dire financial event. Like in the case of a business, I went through a period of time if I got an email or a phone call from a client, I just assume that must mean they're going to fire me. <laughs> yeah. So when we have suffered other signs of suffering financial uh, trauma specifically, would be like being afraid that you're never going to make enough money, a lot of embarrassment, past business or personal investments, uh, being really sad that you can't support your family in the way that uh, you really want to, should, or feel you should. You know, with money, is is talking about money is a huge taboo in our society. So there can be just a lot of anger that you have nobody to talk to around all of the financial struggles that you're having. Kind of a feeling of isolation. Like you're the only person having this struggle. And in addition to that, you can't talk to anybody about it. Uh, you know, another one is a feeling that maybe you could accomplish more. Uh, you could do more. You know, there's other people that are succeeding, but you don't know how to get there. Uh, you're afraid of um, wasting money, especially on yourself. You just, um, maybe you don't, the, the problem isn't that you're not making enough money, but you just um, have a terrible relationship with money. So these are, these are all struggles that we can have around money, and they're they're a sign of financial trauma, okay? So what we want to do is to heal from these traumas. We want uh, to be able to have a great relationship with money. We want to be in a place of uh, having enough in our life. Uh, healing from past embarrassments, understanding that embarrassed financial embarrassments are common and everybody suffers from them, that we're not terminally unique in that area. And here's a big one, dropping the shame that just surrounds money. The shame that surrounds financial trauma. It's huge. The shame is just so predominant. Like, you know, when I say that money touches everything we do, I think shame touches everything that money touch touches. Money in itself is not shameful, but it is the shame that's projected onto money. And the shame that can be just uh, so woven into our emotions, our psyche, our money scripts. So hopefully this was helpful. And I'm going to get into talking more about uh, financial therapy and ways that we can heal 
from the financial trauma because that is what it's all about. We want to become well. We want to become whole, right? And we want to live in a state of well-being financially, emotionally, and physically. So that's why I often say that um, I think I'm more in the well-being business than any other business. Hopefully this has been helpful and uh, I look forward to uh, bringing you more on uh, healing from financial trauma in uh, future episodes. So thanks and take care. Thanks for joining me, Rick Kaler, for another episode of Financial Therapy. It's not just about the money. This is where I combine the nuts and bolts of financial advice with the emotions that drive making them. Remember, every financial behavior, whether it appears illogical to you or others, makes perfect sense when we understand the underlying beliefs, feelings, and thoughts. Sign up for my weekly blog at financialawakenings.com. I hope you'll join me again for our next episode.